welcome to another episode of In Another World, a pop culture podcast. I am your host, Zachary Landolt. Today, we are here to add another entry into our ongoing fangirl series. In the past, we've celebrated Barbara Streisand and Whoopi Goldberg. And today, we are adding the comedy legend Joan Cusack, a two-time Oscar-nominated actress who always brings a unique comedic take to a character and also has proven to have real dramatic acting chops as well. To join me today, I invited a film fanatic and podcaster who knows a little something about going into deep dives into a person's filmography. He's one of the two hosts of the podcast, The Mixed Reviews. Listeners, please welcome to the show, Gavin Mevius. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing all right tonight. How are you doing yourself? I was, I'm like, wait a second, what's the right wording here? How you yourself doing oh, oh, i've only been a human for a little here. bit <laughs> i misspeak all the time yeah <laughs> uh, you know language it's always evolving and sometimes mm-hmm. when it's me it's devolving it's very fluid you know <laughs> there's an ebb and flow to it all the time just like me on my good days oh <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me for a chat about Joan Cusack, a woman that I've loved for a very long time. I'm very excited. I love her as well. Um, I think, you know, she's just so spot on. She's mm-hmm. It's funny because she's a very strange comedic actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You but the, but yeah, unique, exactly. That's the word. But that's what sets her apart. Exactly. That's the thing that makes her so... Uh, attractive like every time she's on screen even if somebody else is on screen you want to watch her and that's gets i mean it's not easy because there's movies she's in with like you know stratosphere stars yeah and she still steals scenes and i've always (laughs) wanted i want to know how she can do it i put her in a very similar category that i would put someone like a jennifer coolidge Yes. Where it's like they're a comedy icon and they, no one could play a character the way that they could they play the character. And that's very much how I feel about Joan Cusack. But before I dive into Joan Cusack, because oh, I could just tangent all day, um, I would like <laughs> you to give the audience a little information about your podcast. Oh, all right. So <laughs> I don't know why that came as a surprise to me. <laughs> oh, the reason you invited me on? Yes. Yeah, sure, right. <laughs> um. So I co-host this podcast called The Mixed Reviews. We started about five years ago when my friend friend Louis Rendon moved to New York City. Uh, He's somebody I knew from Tumblr years ago. Uh, There were kids. There was this thing called Tumblr. Oh, Um, Tumblr. It it died when they banned porn. But but, uh, yeah, he was a, a friend of mine from Tumblr. And I had just got off of a string of other podcasts that were wrapping up and he was like oh. i'd really like to do something and he pitched me this idea he's like you love movies why don't we do a thing where we talk about movies but it'd be kind of cool to like do like a like a go through an entire history and i was like that's a that's a great idea you know my background is in film his background's in journalism so it, it kind of just made sense and it fell into our lap and honestly like we we've now done 103 episodes but if you go back maybe skip the first 
four or five, <laughs> but but I we were still fine. Fed- well. Oh yeah, it's it's always a little shaky, quaky at the start. Um, <laughs> yeah. we didn't really get our format till like episode nine. Oh but... yeah, <laughs> I've talked about that on my show. So I was like, this, if you listen to the first episode, you're like, oh, I think I know what this show's gonna be, and it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and so we just we are a film podcast, but also a film history podcast, and what we do is we take two weeks and we immerse ourselves in the lives of our subject we usually pick either an actor director or mini genre and we read as much as we can gather as much information as we can and also watch as many movies as we can and then Mm. we basically come back and regurgitate all that information out to the audience and then we talk about the stuff that we didn't like and the stuff that we think is pretty great what can what have been some of your favorite episodes can any like come to mind Oh God! I mean, uh, I think my favorite, and this is me because this is this should tell you who I am as a person, uh, is Vincent Price. My favorite episode mm. will always be the Vincent Price episode. I don't know if it's anybody else's favorite, but <laughs> it's got to be someone's favorite. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but we've done some great people over the years. You were on actually our guest for the Michelle Pfeiffer episode, I, which I, yes, I, was I think is a really great episode and also just a fascinating career. Fascinating. Um, we it's funny we just did Angelina Jolie so I finally bit the bullet and watched Maleficent, uh, oh. Mistress of Evil, and she's that? just so gorgeous in it, uh, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, our Barbara Streisand episodes a lot of fun. Our a lot of the times, uh, it gets really fun when it's women centric, and honestly, yeah. our audience really loves that. Yeah, uh, same here, <laughs> but. Um, like but, it's funny the Barbara Streisand episode I think is still my most listened to episode because yeah Streisand and it's just you know people will be you know searching for Streisand on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and then it pops up I guess I don't know well that's that's the um for us like in terms of women like our highest rated episode our most listened to episode is Rachel Weiss our, Ooh, sorry I'm interesting. gonna I'm gonna say it correctly because I always do this Rachel Weiss. And it's funny because I love that episode, but I cannot, I don't remember much about it because at this point it was like three years ago. Yeah. Um, it was right after The Favorite came out. Uh, oh, but yeah, that's okay. that's our most listened to episode. That and then the next one being Chris Hemsworth. Okay, well, that one makes ugh, more sense. <laughs> it, it makes more sense, but also not because we do so much history and that man's been in like 10 movies. Yeah, like, what's so iconic about him? We get it. He's hot. But like, exactly. Okay. Well, that's the thing. As I was going to say, it's not like our podcast is visual. You don't get to stare at his abs while we tell you about, <laughs> you know, his Moby Dick movie that he was in. <laughs> Though I guess people are in it for the Moby Dick. So that's the... They're in it for some dick. <laughs> <laughs> They're in it for something. I could just be Googling f- pictures of him, though, while I'm listening to your podcast. You know what? I agree. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had so much fun on the Michelle Fiverr episode, and I... I realized I'd seen a lot of her career, but also not a lot of yeah. like there were a lot of things like, oh, I do not know what this is. Like I thought I knew there, her whole thing. And there was a lot of stuff that I'd seen that I hadn't revisited and should have, like Married to mm. the Mob, which oh, is great. such a classic and should be watched like maybe once every two years or something. And I had not seen it since I was a teen. I love that movie because it's like a little it's a little like connection to how like, she almost played Clarice Starling in Silence yes. of the Lambs with Jonathan Demme and it's just like oh, I, I love the because this whole podcast originally was going to be about the roles that actors like didn't take that would have like shifted their career and I in all the time world. think about like 
which was she gonna win the oscar for that like is that <laughs> supposed to be her oscar movie it's a, i don't know i love thinking about stuff like that that's really funny i mean that's a, you know very similar thing happened in doing the angelina jolie episode in girl interrupted mm. it was supposed to be parker posey playing the <gasps> role get and, out yeah and so oh. like that could have wow. been i could i could and when you watch that movie you can see her playing it but you know it'd be so different you well, know it's, it'd be like, such well, a it's weird it makes me immediately think of like the house of yes yeah which is like a similar thing about manipulating other people's personalities and shit it's like oh that would have been so interesting yeah wow though i mean i'm happy with the way it, our sure. reality turned out sure. but but i still would like to see that but like, was that Parker Posey's Oscar? You know what I mean? Like, I always, right. I just, I love thinking about. It. And also, I've been thinking about Girl Interrupted a lot lately, actually, because I was watching <laughs> that new Brittany Murphy uh, oh, little yeah. docu series, and and Kathy and Jimmy was talking about that movie, and she was like, "I really think Brittany Murphy should have been nominated for supporting actress for that movie," and I absolutely agree because every time I watch it, of course, Angelina Jolie is great, but I am the most mesmerized by Brittany Murphy in that movie. She is incredibly or was unfortunately an incredibly <sighs> underrated actress and i think mm. it's because you know a lot of that earlier stuff is you know like clueless which yeah. I, I think gen genuinely is universally received as a good movie but also like yeah. she's playing a teenager and so or like mm. uptown girls you know that sort of but <laughs> i will say this i've seen uptown girls she's great in it oh, <laughs> so, I, love that. I love that movie so like yeah um, but yeah, it's a, un, that's an, such an unfortunate thing. And she would only be in her 40s, much like Angelina Jolie is currently. She would only be in her 40s. So. I think she was only 32 when she passed away. It was like, yeah. truly, I remember exactly where I was when I found out she passed away. I, I was at work. Weird, it's weird that how time gets marked by like little things like, well, not little things. Obviously, a, a person is no longer on this earth. Yeah. But like. Like I was doing something very mundane when I when I found out. <laughs> Mine was I it was there was a huge snowstorm where I was and we had been snowed in at this house for like three days and we oh finally God. were able to get the car out and drive to the grocery store to get new food because we had been eating cold <laughs> rice and chocolate cake for three days. Like, oh my God. Like I have vivid memory and I'm in the car and my phone starts to ring and it's my friend. I'm like, hello. I'm like, oh my God, Brittany Murphy died. <laughs> Like that's how wow. they called me to tell me. <laughs> that's how intense it was. Wow. Because I knew how much I loved Brittany Murphy. And so I was like, no. Um, so yeah, anyway. <laughs> and that <laughs> small small Brittany Murphy segue. I will always welcome a Brittany Murphy rant, and that's okay. But now I guess I will transition to the actual topic of the episode, which is Joan Cusack. Now, first question. What is like when I say Joan Cusack? What's the first performance that would come to your mind when I? So her? funny. The funny thing is, is you sent me an outline and you've like sort of marked off the films of note that you you're like, oh yeah, like, and you've actually missed <laughs> just mine of note. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I mean, but they're all good. They're all like, I I know exactly why they're of note. But the um, except for you didn't mark off Looney Tunes back in action. Anyways, I've never seen um... it. Never seen it. <laughs> um but i wish you played mother <laughs> but i will say the the one that like i my brain goes to first mm. is not one that you have on your list oh. which is the movie toys oh i've never seen that you know yeah it is um <laughs> i am gonna say it's an acquired taste it's a <laughs> it's a movie i saw 
when I was very young, perhaps too young, because it's actually kind of an adult film. Mm. And it is, uh, you know, about a toy factory. She plays the sister of Robin Williams. The name of her character is oh, that movie. Oh, I've oh, heard yeah. of this movie. I've never seen. Oh, yeah. She plays Alsatia Zevo. And I don't want to give anything away about her character, but she's very kooky in the film. And it's one of those like, why is she so kooky? Just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Is that all you're having? White bread's the worst thing you can eat. No, Jason. It's very soft and pliable. It slides down the system without disturbing anything. There's no nutrition in that sandwich. Yes, there is. Vitamin pills. Well, something's working because you always look the same age to me. Patrick, do you remember when you stayed here when you were a kid? I'll never forget. I told your mother never to leave you here. When was that? The time you called and had her join you in Vietnam. That's right. She never came back. I'm sorry. You loved her very much, didn't you? But she's so funny and so weird in it. And that's exactly what I was talking about, about being able to steal scenes. She's in a, a bunch of scenes with Robin Williams, perhaps one of the funniest people of the 20th century. Right. And, and is able to just improv and laugh and make anything mundane funny. And she is pulling focus. And it's amazing. And, and like effortlessly. Oh, yeah. It's and like. You might hate it. You, I mean, I've I've made people watch it, and they were like, <laughs> "Why did you make me do this?" But I, it just holds such a, a place in my heart because I saw it so young, yeah. And I love Rob Williams, and I love her in it. And um, well, see, I love both of them so much. I feel like it'll probably like at least I'll at least like be like, "Oh, I saw it." You know, like I'm glad I saw that. Like I don't think I would ever just be like, "Ugh, why did I watch that?" Robin Wright plays Robin Williams' love interest in the movie, and she's so incredibly miscast, and she's doing a terrible accent, and I still find it charming. I love a terrible accent. Oh yeah, she's like trying to be southern, and it's like, no, babe, don't. (laughs) It's not even like her Janney accent. Nope, Forest. (laughs) God, Forest. (laughs) I wish. I wish it was the Jenny accent. Oh, Jenny. Oh my gosh. Forrest Gump is one of those movies where I'm like, can we all agree this is not age twelve? Like, is, can we oh, all? Yeah. People still can't seem to agree on that. And you know, I guess. Well, I think I think it's around. a I think it's a generational thing. I think if I was to ask my if I was to call my mom right now and be like, hey, do you remember when we saw Forrest Gump in the theater? What do you, What do you think about Forrest Gump? She'd be like, oh yeah, it's a good movie. Oh, my but I think I think it. yeah, exactly. I think our you know the next generation, we're like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's no, not good. This is not like. He he is, you know, a mentally challenged person that she fully just has sex with in her dorm. And oh, it's, it's yes. Very, it's it's very like she takes awesome. advantage fully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's very uncomfortable to watch. Um, but we are not here to talk about Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, <laughs> now before we dive into our chat about Joan and her incredible career, I first want to do a segment with you that I do with all of my guests, which is called your birth in pop culture. Um, now you have given me your birthday. Do I have your permission to say it on the air? I guess. No, that's totally <laughs> fine. I don't care. <laughs> well, some people have like called me out, so I always like to ask permission. <laughs> no, that's I'm that's very that's very polite of you. I think that you know. Not that I think there's anything wrong with your birthday in your birth in pop culture, because this is a pop culture podcast. I like to give a couple of facts about the day you entered the earth to gauge where pop culture was was resting when you entered the world. The number one movie in America. Do you know what it was the day it came out? 
I it's it's funny, but I do I don't oh, I don't really re- know what day I so I've looked up both the number one movie and the number one song before. Ooh, okay, well I got something else if nothing else. Um, so the number one movie in the U.S. was the fourth Dirty Harry. Yeah, the sudden yeah. impact. Sudden impact. Yes, that's the last one. Yeah. Go ahead, make my day. Dirty Harry is at it again. Sudden impact. Radar. Now showing. Check newspapers for a theater near you. Starring Mr. Clint Eastwood. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen that? I have not. That I've actually same. never seen a Dirty Harry film. I've same. seen. I've seen bits of the Deadpool, which is the like third one, I think, or the second one, but Jim uh, Carrey's briefly in it. Oh, but that's about it. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's the number one movie. So I guess. So I guess you already know the number one song. I do. It's <laughs> "Say Say Say" by yeah. Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, well, this is not. <laughs> it's a very lame time of the year to be born, folks. December. Well, a very exciting segment for you. Um, but I do have one. I swear, if you know the next one, I'm going to scream. Okay. So, um, so, do you. The last. This is like a new thing I'm adding to the segment. It was who was on the cover of Vanity Fair the day that you were born? Do you know the answer? Oh, to that? I, I do not. Okay, good. So, at least I have something. Though it's a controversial <laughs> figure. So, it means something exciting. So, um, the cover of Vanity Fair, it was Woody Allen. <laughs> wow. So, basically, I would say, uh, not a very divisive figure at all. Yeah. So, basically, like, so, uh, a, a accused child molester for who was on the cover of Vanity Fair, accused child molester for number one song. Uh, and by that, I mean Michael Jackson. No one has said anything about yeah, Paul no, McCartney. Paul McCartney is Paul McCartney. Yeah. And like arch Republican Clint Eastwood for I'm I'm doing great guys. First I was, all, it's, I was it's, born it's under like a great it's like sign. a jock fest. It's like <laughs> yeah. a like a man sandwich with all of your pop culture. It's funny the um the doctor did tell my mother because of the size of my shoulders because I have broad shoulders. And yeah. I guess I did as a baby <laughs> as well. And he was like, "Oh, you're he's gonna be a football player," and then like, oh cut, God. cut cut to my like me at three, and my mom is enrolling me in dance class. So like, I, I, love, that. <laughs> I love that so much, though. Yeah, yeah. I was also when I grew up because I you know have broad shoulders and I was you know tall. They were always trying to get me into sports. I'm like, well, you do not <laughs> want me in there. <laughs> like, yeah, just, like that, just trust me. Trust me. I'm trying to take a- acting class. That's the thing is people think that because you have a certain body type that you'll <laughs> automatically and it's like no if I'm not interested I'm not going to be good at this <laughs> like I don't know yeah. what you want yeah like this I yeah um so that has been your birth in pop culture I guess it wasn't that exciting but you did get to find <laughs> out that Woody Allen was on the cover of Vanity Fair and that's worth something what I mean what and you know what I don't know I don't care I, I was gonna say why was he on the cover of Vanity Fair because but I guess Woody 80... Allen has had a movie out every year yeah. since like 1975 <laughs> that so is cool. until everybody started stopped I mean stopped funding them which like <sighs> good for everybody you <laughs> Do you want to go on a rant about Woody Allen, maybe? No. <laughs> so all that being said, let's talk about Joe Cusack. <laughs> the reason we're here. Less divisive. <laughs> yeah. So um, before we dive into filmography, here's a, a little bit about Joan Cusack. She was born on October 11th, 1962 in New York City and was raised in Evanston, Illinois. 
Her mother was a former mathematics teacher and political activist, and her father was an actor and filmmaker, which I did not know. And two of her four siblings, Anne and of course John, are also actors. Cusack was a cast member on the NBC sketch show Saturday Night Live for one season from 1985 to 1986. She has been nominated four times for the American Comedy Award in the category of Funniest Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture, and has won three times for Runaway Bride, in and out and Working Girl. She has won the New York Film Critics Circle Award and the Broadcast Film Critics Association Award for Best Supporting Actress for in and out and she also has starred on the Showtime hit Shameless as Sheila Jackson, a role for which she has received five consecutive Primetime Emmy Award nominations, winning for the first time in 2015. So she has had a, quite a career, but I still think underappreciated. Oh, absolutely. I've still never um I saw maybe the pilot of Shameless yeah. and and was like this isn't for me. It's not but I also, so not for me. Yeah, I was going to say but I also saw the like a couple episodes of the British original and didn't mm. like it. So like I knew what I was getting into. If um, like I love Emmy Rossum on the show. Like, I I remember being like, "Wow, she's doing some really good work on the show." But I still yeah. didn't want to watch it, you know what I mean? Like I Yeah, like, mm. I don't like things that make me miserable. And I was like, "These people are going to make me miserable and they're very graphic on that show with yeah. like everything violence is graphic sex is graphic it's just it's like very you know it's the shock value of it and it's just <laughs> it's just give me some bitchy people talking in an office somewhere like that's yeah. much more of me like you know like i remember it's so funny um i tend to like avoid shows for the longest time that people like love and then i finally watch them and i'm like oh i get it because i i remember people were talking about succession for the yes. longest time i'm like ugh, my god i don't want to watch that show and then i've <laughs> I've, I've now like currently obsessed with it and like finally watching through i'm um, still in the avoiding phase so i understand <laughs> it's got but i'll say it's got lots of like cattiness and sarcasm and there's like a fabulous woman that i keep thinking is lauren ambrose but it's not lauren ambrose so i'm like oh, it's not lauren ambrose funny. But I, they could be sisters. Like they could absolutely play sisters from something. I do love Lauren Ambrose. <laughs> and, and her, you know? It'd be funny if you convinced me to watch it for somebody who's not but not it. on it. But I'm telling you, the sister, it could be Lauren Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> and Holly Hunter comes in at one point. So if that's not enough, I want to tell you. Um, so I guess looking at Joan Cusack's career, I guess I'll start like not at the very beginning. She's in a couple first movies. I just be honest, I haven't seen the first one of note. Of, I mean, of any note, I guess. For me, is sixteen candles. Yeah, when she is, you know, random nerd girl who cannot get the water out of the water fountain. Like that's like the first, like first time I'm really like, oh wow, that's Joan Cusack. When I was a little child watching all those John Hughes movies. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's genuinely it for me too. I'd see like right underneath that is Granville, USA, which is a movie I didn't even know about till we did <laughs> our. Um, jamie lee curtis episode Mm. and but like around that it's that era of like she's like a young like looks like a teen yes (laughs) which is so funny when you think about the fact that broadcast news is like three years later and she's she's a full-grown woman (laughs) and i believe it too i wasn't like wait a second you're like this lady is 25 26 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because broadcast news is like, yeah, but that was my next one. And I mean, I really do mostly just think about that scene of the, I mean, I think it's one of the most iconic sequences of her like rushing to get the that run. tape to the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like amazing. Um, I Honestly, broadcast news is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've, I've so rewatched good. it 
I mean, I, I've probably seen it at least like twenty five times or something. I, I, it, I'm obsessed with it. I also like that it's a it's a movie where the the moral gray area is pervasive to mm. everything mm-hmm. because like and and I mean that even like obviously when you get to the movie end of the movie you're supposed to question whether you know John, like you're supposed to be like John Hurt did a bad thing and and yeah. morally is a bad person but also like you know Brooks is kind of manipulative and not great and you know it's it's i would say all three main characters are very flawed and i love it for that reason i absolutely love it for that reason um but because even the horrible thing it's like well he did have that emotional response they just didn't get it on camera so it's like it's like this awful thing of like it's terrible but it's like it's yeah the whole thing's uh very well written with how it fleshes out the characters i used to I used to work in cable news and the first couple of years I started, we were still on tape. Actually, we were on digital tape, but we were mm. still on tape. And so we would always joke about that scene of her running <laughs> the tape to the control room, yeah. which luckily you didn't have to do. There was a separate playback room that was much closer to the edit suites. But like, <laughs> That's good. yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> yeah. And then my next one i well i mean i have mary to the mob on on here and of course like you know we're happy to see her but my real next one is working girl like that's i mean because i I still haven't done this but i had this idea for a while for a tiktok series where it was going to be like a therapist that only her clients were just like these iconic supporting characters from like rom-coms and stuff. <laughs> oh my god cut that out and so no one steals that idea and do it i fully support you yeah but my whole thing with her was just gonna be like sin like like you know <laughs> complaining about <laughs> melanie griffith and all of her shenanigans um do you have a big enough wig can you do the multicolored eyeshadow <laughs> i would have to do the multicolored eyeshadow I do have a wig, but it needs to be like teased out. I bought like I bought like a couple of what I call them my TikTok wigs. Um that I've used by the way, none of them. Well no, I used one of them for a Barb and Star TikTok that no one watched. I was like, I hate all of you. I spent an <laughs> afternoon making this. Um like I was so like bombed. I was like, I put on three different wigs, had to do all these costume changes, and no one fucking You know you know what? The audience, they're just not appreciative enough. That's you know what? <laughs> Fuck them. If if I had seen it i would have liked it but i i did not my (laughs) my tiktok just to give you an idea of what kind of person i am i have um disliked so many things on tiktok that my tiktok only shows me cat videos oh my god um but yeah it's so funny like another movie working girl is a movie if i put it on i'll watch the whole thing like i just i yeah i just think it's such a good movie I think it's still aged for like pretty well. Like I know there yeah. are a couple of things in it, but like I actually love I love like yes, she ends up with Harrison Ford or whatever, but like it's so much me more about her getting the job at the end, you know what I mean? Like I just find that great. And if, but you know, that's not John Cusack. But Joan Cusack, <laughs> I just think is just giving a wild comedic performance and it's so lived in and it feels like a real it feels like a real woman even though she's so ridiculous yeah and i I think that's sort of joan cusack's specialty is no matter how ridiculous it gets she's still (laughs) 
like odd i feel like we all know we we all know somebody that's a little odd oh yeah, uh, yeah. i mean i'm probably I'm in that there. category for several people <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly same so it's okay but that's the what she's doing is she's finding a way to find the balance of making it so broad but also feels like a real person and you know and i know you we're far away from it but like or we're at least a couple movies away from it but like adam's family values is another great you know that is a cast of people being weirdos yeah. and she has to both be somebody who is a soulless monster yeah but also disguising herself with these weirdos yes well i guess with just okay so working girl my, my i have two quotes to come to mind when i think of working girl <laughs> one is just her when they're in sigourney weaver's closet and she's like six thousand dollars it's not even leather <laughs> to me <laughs> that's like it and also when she's at um well sigourney weaver's office but melanie griffith's putting it's hers and she's like you know sometimes i well, I dance around the apartment in my underwear it doesn't make me madonna never will <laughs> tess i'm talking to you what first of all look me in the eye and tell me you're not thinking even in your wildest dreams mr briefcase let's have lunch there is like gonna take you away from all of this we're doing a deal together that's all because you know going in, you're going to get your heart stomped just like you stomp and mix. Hey, it wasn't me popping Doreen DiMucci in our bed, okay? How come you're all on his side? I'm not. Be you're not even giving him the slightest chance to make it up to you, and that's not like you. Look, all I'm saying is, if you're so smart, why don't you act smart and save your ass while you still can? I'll see you're going to find out you're not going to have your job or any job. You're out of your man in your home already. I'm gonna come clean as soon as I get my end set up. I swear. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, so do I. Screwing up your life. No, I'm trying to make it better. I'm not gonna spend the rest of my life working my ass off and getting nowhere just because I followed rules that I had nothing to do with setting up, okay? <phone rings> Tess McGill's office. Okay, Catherine. No, <laughs> of course it's still your office. I don't know. It's just. I'll see you, Tess. Sin. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. That that is such a classic line. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god! I just I just uh, and yeah, the two tone eyeshadow. It's just iconic. <laughs> Um, after that, so after that, she has like say anything. Men don't leave. My blue heaven. The cabinet of Doctor Ramirez. Hero, and of course the one you mentioned, toys. I'll admit, this is a an empty hole in her career. That I've seen. Oh wow, none of these. <laughs> I, I mean, totally honest. Obviously, I recommend toys, but like yeah. enter at your own risk, as I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and the other one I would recommend too is uh. Um, oh, my brain is blanking. Even though, oh, my blue heaven. I mm. I love my blue heaven. I know and nothing about it. The first time I took a trip to um Austin, Texas, I went to the original Alamo Draft House, which unfortunately is now closed. Ooh. The the one at the Roxy because they were doing a 
matinee of My Blue Heaven. And it's just one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's another one that I saw as a child. It's um, Steve Martin, who is a oh. con man who is mafia connected. And Rick Moranis is a oh. F- FBI agent who's like, uh, like attached to him because um, Steve Martin has become a stool pigeon. He's he's a turncoat, essentially. And Joan Cusack is Rick Moranis's love interest in the oh movie. My. And then Steve Martin's love interest in the movie is Carol Kane. Okay. Okay. So well, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> I will be so, I mean, and once again, I know we're not here to talk about people that are not John Cusack, but Carol Kane's introduction in the movie is she's shopping in the supermarket. She's dressed in cheetah print oh and God. Steve Martin walks over to her and he goes, you know, it's dangerous for you to be in the frozen food section. And she's like, it is. And he's like, cause you could melt all of this stuff. And she literally like, ah, and collapses into his arms. <laughs> okay. I'm sold. I will yeah. watch this. Uh, and I went for a pack. Uh, at a later time um <laughs> but yeah the first the the, the one okay the, the question i had asked you what's the role you think of when someone says joan cusack that is my next one which is her iconically as debbie in yes. adam's family values because as time has gone on i i genuinely think that that is such an iconic comedic performance and i think time has been really good to it because yeah. now I, I i mean especially the gays the gays have really done their work with with miss debbie i don't enjoy hurting anybody i don't like guns or bombs or electric chairs but sometimes people just won't listen and so i have to use persuasion and slides my parents sharon and dave generous doting or were they all I ever wanted was a ballerina Barbie in her pretty pink tutu. My birthday. I was 10. And you know what they got me? Malibu Barbie. That's not what I wanted. That's not who I was. I was a ballerina. Graceful, delicate. They had to go. I mean, I have a t-shirt with her pointing a gun on it that just says, I want you dead and I want your money. So, <laughs> so yes. <laughs> just ev- I mean, I would I would argue to say that, like, almost every line out of her mouth is hilarious. Like, she just milks every single joke out of that character. When and... she first meets Thing and she puts his finger in her mouth... <laughs> everything it's so fucking weird. i want more that's just what i want i want more movies like that where it's like a movie that's sort of for kids but it's really made for the adults oh, but yeah. it's also just like all of these like really good actors getting to just camp it up and do like that broad comedy like i, I don't feel like we get that as much nowadays absolutely not and and like it it feels like things are literally either they're either made for adults specifically made for children specifically or so homogenized that they feel like they're for no one 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's that's sort of why I'm like and like I I know it's like a popular opinion to shit on Marvel movies. I don't really have a problem with Marvel movies. But okay, I whatever. but I am burnt out. Oh, and perfect. part of it is because they feel like that. I'm like, who are these for now at this point? I'm a huge comic book fan and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know like, <laughs> Honestly, who like this made for. Thinking about like a mainstream movie, um, like I would say like maybe like Thor Ragnarok. Like I might be like, this is like a very broad comedy. <laughs> like this is yeah. like why was this allowed to be made in this fashion? <laughs> With Debbie. I do think the moment is of course when she has everyone tied up at the end of the movie. Oh yeah. It's just like Debbie and the monologue, like the monologue, and just like how tight snatched Joan Cusack looks in that white dress. It's just, I just, I think, she, I mean, and here's the thing I don't sell any values. I think it's better than the first one, and it's probably because of Joan Cusack. Yeah. I mean, that, no, I'm like trying to think because I've, I've often said, I think the first movie is a, I, I, I occasionally have this very weird opinion about, films in general especially if they're like kind of a series of films but i i think the first adams family is a better movie in terms of structure Mm. like structure wise it's like very cohesive it really only follows one plot all the subplots feed into that plot Mm. and everything i think the second movie is a much funnier movie maybe and and i'm all about the funny (laughs) yeah and and that's i mean that's the thing and like the debbie stuff is amazing the camp stuff is amazing I think if you Kristen Bransky, come on, right? Oh my God, absolutely. And then with with Peter McNichol as well too, like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, good good combo. Um, but yeah. that's the, but I think like, if you were to critique it in terms of structure, like I think that's where it sort of falls apart because I think those things are both equally very funny, but not they don't mesh well for well, some it reason. Keeps the family me. apart for like part of the movie too. Which, yeah, you know, I guess is like maybe a flaw, but I just. <laughs> yeah it's like an it's a very odd but but that's not a complaint for me to me they're both like (laughs) classics and i love them so much and they're pretty much equal footing for me and also like r.i.p Raul julia who was amazing angelica houston is mortician like it's a flawless cast as well too and the fact that you get carol kane again in the second one as grandmama yeah she was recast as the grandma which i love that it's funny she apparently was supposed to be cast in the original as grandmama and then there was like a scheduling conflicts and they Mm. got the other woman and then she couldn't do the second movie and because (laughs) carol kane's such good friends with angelica houston she was just like do you want it oh that's great (laughs) yeah yeah like i just mm, yeah that movie that that was like a pivotal movie for me as a as a kid oh my god got me into weird comedy when she thinks she's killed him in the bathtub and she goes to like um she goes to like a bar yes that the and it's like a sailor bar and they're all singing macho man but they're all about her it's such a, it's like this is a confused message <laughs> like, tony shalhoub is one of them <laughs> yeah i just like i i I love that, and also what I love about the the like the monologue scene is that it's almost like the family respects her. Oh, they like, do. They fully like, do. They're like, you know what? <laughs> Good for you. What, what about Debbie? <laughs> it's yeah. When the, when they find out that she's a, I mean, that's the the whole. You know, Morticia has that great speech when she's like. You seduced him, you know, you turned him against his family. And she's like, all that I can forgive. But Debbie, pastels. (laughs) 
<laughs> and like that's the thing that keeps her from being a true Adams. Oh my god, I can't. I could talk about that. that's the whole movie. Um, my next one is like it's a very small part, but I do remember as a kid being like, "Who is that woman?" and then piecing it all together. And it's from like a movie I also love, and we've talked about from the Whoopi Goldberg episode, which is Karina Karina. Yeah, um, watched that movie a lot as a child. I watched and... it a lot as a kid too. Really? Yeah, which is funny because I had I had not seen it since I was a kid, and we did a Whoopi Goldberg episode too very early on, and I rewatched it, and I was just like, you know what? Like, I was like, nothing really. Th- I mean, this movie's dated, but I don't hate it. Like, I don't, I don't think it's bad. Yeah, I, I still. I mean, I, I said on the episode of Whoopi Goldberg, I would have nominated Whoopi Goldberg for that movie. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It's solid. I don't know. Uh, but she plays this this surprisingly horny uh, <laughs> nanny that gets hired. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. And, and she doesn't, she's not in it long, but she just, like, puts her, her Cusackian stamp on the movie, and she just can't help it. Yeah, she's, I barely remember her in that movie, but I... <laughs> I will take your word for it. <laughs> you like, I mean, when I say she's barely in it, I mean like maybe five minutes of screen time. Oh, okay. If, if that would that would be why I'm like, no, no, I'm like, she's barely she, in it. <laughs> I'm like, is she the child? No. <laughs> From there, I mean, we, we got like nine months, which I mean, I don't remember her being in that movie, but I do remember nine months. So I I don't know what that says about her role. I don't know how big it was, how small it was. It's been a long time yeah. since I've watched Nine Months. Um, honestly, when I watched last time I watched Nine Months, I probably didn't even fully appreciate who Julianne Moore was. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. probably, I watched the, lots of weird movies as a kid where it's like, why was I watching that? Like, that's oh yeah, well that's movie. I mean that we collectively, you and I, like grew up in such a weird time because that I mean I don't know if you had hbo as a kid and i've told this no, story on just not. oh okay I've, I've I've told this story on just about every podcast i've ever been on because i don't want people to think i grew up with money because i did not we had hbo for free due to like we had an a b switch on our box and so it was accidentally being and every time a cable guy would come to our house they'd be like do you know you're getting hbo for free that's pretty cool <laughs> like, they would never rat us out um but anyways, I digress. But like that's I used to watch just whatever was on HBO. And so like nine months, like, yeah, I, I saw that movie a bunch as a kid. I remember nothing about it except for the one joke towards the end of the movie where Julianne Moore is like, my water broke. And her husband, who is um very charming British man who suddenly can't think of the name of Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant is like, we'll get you another. <laughs> and that's so the only stupid. thing i remember from that movie i'm <laughs> so stupid okay um so from my next iconic one is in and out between that we have like too much mr wrong gross point blank and a smile like yours is there anything in that in that pocket you would like to at least give a a tip of the hat to not really, except for just to remind everybody that Mr. Wrong is the movie which Ellen DeGeneres marries a man. Yeah. And <laughs> back when Ellen was not out. And yeah. uh, Gross Point Blank is cool. Like her performance in Gross Point Blank is cool because she got to work with her brother and she got to, you know, which is not to say that she hadn't before. Or she hasn't since, but like <laughs> right. their relationship is always very funny on screen. And he's a hit man and she's the person who's assigning him the hits. And so and we love that. Yeah, so great. But yeah, uh, the In and Out is that's another it's another one of those movies 
where she's playing a character who like ostensibly is normal and then she's not (laughs) she's joan cusack are you really okay was there oh any other time you might have told me this i'm wearing a wedding dress which you picked out i i I highlighted my hair because you said i needed shimmer i i loved you and, and believed you and and pretended not to notice the Streisand thing. I thought that you're just creative. I thought you're just smarter than me and more sensitive and more interesting. I, well, I thought you were the most wonderful man who ever lived. I, I thought you could just change my life and, and show me the whole world and teach me about art and life and, and magic. And I thought you could make me feel like a beautiful woman instead of the girl nobody wanted emily 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 does anybody here know how many times i've had to watch funny lady yeah i mean the whole thing when she's like is you know is eddie is the like Fuck, what is the line where she's just like, is everyone gay? It's everyone gay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she runs into um fucking Tom Selleck. Isn't that Tom Selleck? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who happens to be also gay. Um, I, I just love that movie. I just think that's like, they're fucking um, Debbie Reynolds has a very funny role in that movie well, that, as well. That movie could be so bad. For the oh, time yeah. period it came out in. Oh, it could yeah. be so insensitive. It has those options. You know, the 90s it's were... surprisingly still funny, though. Yeah, that's like... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, you know, it's surprisingly none of those things. I mean, there's there's off-color stuff. There certainly <laughs> is. And you take that yeah. in stride when you're a queer person and you're watching something from the 90s. Oh, we because, take what we got. Because, yeah, exactly. Because the 90s were filled with movies that, <sighs> like, if there is a queer character... And they're not dead at the end because they've been murdered by the person stalking the main character or AIDS. Then they're like literally just there to to like sashay about and like give quips. So like when you have a movie like In It Out that, you know, that's the main plot. You're like, oh, no, this isn't. And this movie is mostly harmless. And so therefore works you know it doesn't feel it's clearly a relic of its time but it doesn't feel offensive you know yeah one of my favorite i guess this isn't joan cusack related but one of my favorite parts of the movie is the academy awards uh segment at the beginning of it yeah. with glenn close giving out best actor just like she has this one line uh i can't remember who i think it's i think it is like like who is like a weird actor is it matt dylan that's that plays the well now matt dylan is one of the other anomalies it's just like in snowball from hell (laughs) like (laughs) her delivery of the title was like that is why she's quite close oh Um, yeah it's it's just such a good movie has such a interesting cast of like lot there's lots of like oh hey look who it is with all the like side people including Um, lauren ambrose 
including Lauren Ambrose. Thank you very much for coming. Whose sister call. currently stars in Secession. <laughs> she does. <laughs> uh, and she's very good. I'm, t- I'm telling you, you're, you go watch the pilot of Succession and you tell me that it, that it could not be Lauren Ambrose. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. And she's very good. Um, yeah, like, I love that movie. And a weird piece of trivia I found out is that, you know, a Matt Dillon, you find out that he had like a crush on her in college and she was like his teacher but they were like they're the same like the same age bracket (laughs) so it's just like that weird casting thing that happens with women where you're just like why why is that why is that happening why do we do that to women (laughs) why do we do that to the ladies um my next one from there that's the story of history (laughs) the, the story of women in hollywood yeah, I guess the next one is Runaway Bride, where she plays, uh, you know, uh, Julie Roberts' sister. Yes, yes. Is she, or she's just a friend. It's been a long time. The um, I mean, I think she's her sister. It, it's also been a very long. In fact, it's not just been a long time. I saw it once <laughs> many years ago. Um, I've sadly you know seen what? it a lot. Well, I was gonna say, you know what? People want to make a a thing of it, but it is no pretty woman. So no, it is no pretty woman. Let it be known as no pretty woman. It made so much money, though. It did. Oh, it did. Well, I mean, because everybody was like, Gear, Roberts, chemistry. <laughs> Together again. Yeah. Well, it was weird. Like, um, Joan Cusack would work with uh, Mr. Gary Marshall again in, like, Raising Helen later. And it's just so oh, funny. Yeah. Like, she's such a funny lady, but I feel like she's, like, almost like entirely wasted with gary marshall like it's like he doesn't know what to do with her which you would think yeah she would be like perfect for him because she's so kooky and he loves kooky side characters in those movies but maybe maybe it's that she like i don't know maybe she just doesn't hit the right notes for him because that's an interesting that's actually really interesting because i hadn't thought about that but i think you're right yeah because she just doesn't work when she's in a gary marshall movie yet you think she would like he yeah he's Maybe she's, like, not cartoony enough. And I know that maybe sounds different from what I was saying before, but I think her mm. I think her specialty, as I sort of said earlier, is that she feels like a real person, but she's so out there. And I think maybe that's... Because, like, I, I love Gary Marshall, and, like, yeah. um, you know, like, My Best Friend's Wedding. My Best Friend's yeah. Wedding is, like, maybe my favorite romantic comedy, but, like, the side characters in that movie, outside of the, like, main four, yeah. are very cartoony. Okay. You know, like, the 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 bridesmaids and the... The little the, twins, the little yeah, twins. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think maybe that's where the line gets drawn, is she's not cartoon... Like, she finds the core of her character and builds from there, and so it's never just like a surface portrayal, which like hopefully I'm not insulting any of the other actors that have worked. Sure, sure, like, sure, sure. But like she she like makes them grounded and real, and then is like, and and now that they're real, what's the weird thing they're gonna do? Well, and let's be honest, like I don't <laughs> I don't think that Gary Marshall's comedies are always the best scripts. Yeah. So I feel like she does all of her actor homework to be like, well, I'm gonna to I'm gonna give and she's don't get me wrong she has like little moments in like runaway bride but she definitely like you know she could be in it or not be in it like nothing's coming to my brain when i think about yeah. the movie in it you know um and i feel like she does all the actor homework to make the performance good but then once it's like now time to do this funny material the material given to her at least in the roles he gave her are just not that strong yeah and that's no i completely agree where she lands with 
Gary Marshall, even though I guess they work together again, but like, I mean, God, in Raising Helen, she has even less to do. I was like, God, why did you, like, why waste, you know, Joan Cusack in this part? It was just like, you know, I mean, I mean, get that working paycheck, girl. But like, I was just like, Ugh, I don't understand. <laughs> and I guess for a lot of people, they, when they think of Joan Cusack, they might think of her next performance, even though she is literally just using her voice. And that is her as Jessie in the Toy Story franchise. Because, yes. I mean... I think she, especially in Toy Story 2, gives a, like, heartbreaking vocal performance. Like, it's, 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 wow. I mean, that's a dark movie. (laughs) Let me just say it again. I mean, I, I, listen, I didn't see four because I, when, when three ended, I was like, that's good. We're good. We're, but like, the second and third movie are so dark. (laughs) So, like, third one's even dark. Yeah. Jesus, but two, like, yeah, the whole, like, oh, she left me, like, and that heartbreaking Sarah McLaughlin song. But yeah, it just, she, she, oh, God, I mean, she murders me. She murders my heart. Yeah, Jesse, <laughs> I know, now I'm, like, thinking about it, I'm like, oh. Poor <laughs> like, first of all, what a, but have you ever seen the thing online where there's a theory that her owner is Andy's mom? Oh yes, no, I have seen. I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. I want it to be true. <laughs> You're like in my head canon, um, <laughs> which like that's more acceptable to me than the when people do the whole like all the Pixar movies are connected. Oh. And it's like why? Why do you need that? Why do you need <laughs> what is that wrong with you? True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what What world do you live in where you need that for your mental health? <laughs> I remember there was like some clue where they were like, it could be true because yada yada yada. But I can't remember off the top of my head what the like. But there was some visual cue or something. Um, you know the the time. What how what is time to a toy? You know <laughs> what are decades? That's um, why like I I need the next one. I need I will I will watch the next Toy Story. If it starts with the toys at Andy's funeral. No, that's terrible. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I will say, though, oh, my God, if you haven't seen Toy Story 4, um, I kind of very reluctantly went to go see it because I was just like, oh, then why ruin this? Like, you had a yeah. perfect trilogy. Um, but my God, it, the first five minutes, like, already, like, I was, like, about to cry. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm in this now. Um, I, <laughs> like, I think it's a solid movie. Was it needed in the long run? Probably not. But, like, yeah. it, it was still... That, that I feel like that production team is so solid that they're at least going to turn in, like, an entertaining, good movie. It's just about, have you gone too far? And my answer to that is yes. Because 3 is also just a perfect movie, I think. It it truly is. I <laughs> Yeah, I genuinely love 3. No notes. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> no notes. Um, so my next one, I, I just rewatched this, actually is her as Rosalie Mullins in School of Rock. And I also yeah. think she is <laughs> perfection in this movie. What a great performance in a, once again, it's a it's a movie in which she's a normal person. And yeah. for the most part, playing the straight role, playing yeah. the like, like no fun, no, like straight laced. But boy, when she like lets herself go and lets herself like Cusack out, Oh my god! Yeah, her Stevie next moment. Yeah, just, yeah. Like what I love. Yeah, what I love about it, and what I find so like masterful about it, is when the movie starts and we first meet her. Like you know, I'm always happy to see Joan Cusack. But yeah, I would say like, the first like 
30 minutes of her screen time, I was kind of like, oh, she's, you know, not going to get to do much in this movie. Oh, well, like that's fine. You know, get the paycheck, get the paycheck. And then she just slowly unravels the character and you get a, and she just, it's a fully developed character. It's not just like her playing a bitch or playing yeah. a fight. Like it, the whole thing makes sense at the end. And she has this one line delivery <laughs> that, I mean, and I, I I don't know if you have this, like, just lines that make you laugh, but don't necessarily oh. make other people laugh. And Absolutely. everyone's like, why are you laughing so much? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> I remember when the kids all go to the competition at the end, and they all sneak out of the school, and all of the parents have already been, like, screaming at her in her office. And she, like, leaves for a second, like, one second. And she goes into the hallway, and she... <laughs> finds out that all the kids are missing and just comes back into the office with a little smile on her face just like so I've just been informed that all of your children are missing yes <laughs> something about the delivery of her like trying to sound like Miss Business Lady like let's be professional <laughs> like all of your kids are gone I've just been informed that all of your children are missing. So no, I I think that I think that's absolutely, and that's what I mean by like she's so good when she manages those moments when you see the sort of like the element that makes Joan Cusack who she is. (laughs) You know, it's it's so funny because she's not. you know, a lot of people love an actor who can like disappear into a role, and sure. that's not what you want from Joe Cusack. You know, yeah. you want you want her to play someone different. You want her to do something sure. different, and that's. But like the things that you end up loving about her are the things that like make her Joan Cusack. They hate me. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They sure do. I can see. I wasn't always like this, you know. I wasn't always wound this tight. There was a time when I was fun. I was funny. I was. But you can't be funny and be the, the principal of a prep school. No, you cannot. Because when it comes to their kids, these parents, they have no sense of humor. No, and, and if anything goes wrong, it's my head, all right? It's my head in the smasher. These parents will come down on me like a nuclear bomb. I can't make a mistake. I gotta be perfect, and that pressure has turned me into one thing that I never wanted to be. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I am a big one. So from here, this is the weird part of her career, um, at least for me. <laughs> I feel like, like you say that every decade. No. <laughs> well, I guess that's what I'm saying. She gets these like pockets of really good performances, and then it's just like it's like Hollywood doesn't know yeah. what to do with her, even though you would think like why wasn't she given mo- I don't know, like I don't know because like, would I make give her a lead and I'm like well, of course I would but then I'm like well or is she just a brilliant like side character actress but it's just weird that she hasn't been given more like star vehicles for herself I would like to see that more but she does get into this phase of just like the mom or like yeah. the 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 middle-aged lady <laughs> like i think about like um raising helen she's literally just the oldest sister well no she's the second oldest sister after felicity huffman but yeah. like it's a nothing part and then you have like ice princess which is the next one I which have. i've never even heard of i don't know what ice princess okay, is why do i have such weird movies i've seen so many times because i've seen <laughs> ice princess at least 10 times but okay it's a wild movie 
So you don't know anything about it? <laughs> no, I just okay. clicked on it and saw the cast list. And can yeah, I please? It's Michelle Trachtenberg and then yeah. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Yeah. <laughs> who Joan. was trying. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Joan Cusack like, as Joan Carla. And it's so wild because you have Kim Cattrall trying to do her like post sex in the city. Like, I'm a right. normal, a normal actress now. <laughs> um, and yet she's I'm still, a like, normal lady whose daughter just loves ice skating. <laughs> my daughter, Hayden Pinatier. <laughs> like, it's, yes. it's a wild cast. And Joan Cusack is just like, I don't understand these girls with their makeup and their <laughs> hair. And it's just like, like, it's just like, what? It's a weird, like, I want you to go and study mathematics. Go study <laughs> science at Harvard. <laughs> it's just wild. Amazing. How dare you? Hang on, kids. You think you can just waltz away after injuring my daughter? It's Joan, right? Pulling her away from her studies? Nobody pulled her. Behind my back? Filling her head with some kind of fantasy that she can skate and then sabotaging any chance she had? I did you both a favor. You didn't want this for Casey, and you're right. She's not cut out for it. Is she gifted? I'll give her that. But Casey will never fight for it. And she's too polite to do what you have to do, which is to push past everyone and everything and just take it. So that's the example you set for your daughter. To lie and to sneak around and to cheat. And I've somehow seen it a lot of times and I don't, and I don't know why. Sometimes a movie puts me under its spell and I'll, and I'll even be thinking like, why am I watching this? Why am I watching this? And then here I am. I um, mean, there, there, you have no idea how many times <laughs> in my life I've thought that about a movie. So oh. you're in good company. It's a thing I would not want someone to be able to like crack open my head and like find out how many times I've seen each movie in my life because there would be some <laughs> on the list where someone would be like, wait, wait, why has he watched Down to You like 25 times that's why i refuse to log rewatches on letterboxd i'm like this would get really embarrassing <laughs> let's not let's not say we did so my next movie that i was the next time i at least was like oh i'm interested in what she's doing was this nicole hall of center movie called friends with money have, have you seen it no i've not actually and i know i should i know that's one of those like it's like, a great group of gals tis, yeah, exactly it's like tisk tisk gavin like come on you got Aniston, you've got uh you've got Cusack, you've got Keener, you've got freaking um uh four time Oscar winner now. Uh or three time Oscar no, four time? Three time. <laughs> <laughs> I should know this too. Oh my god, no, four well not for acting for it. But yeah. Um why is your name not coming to me? My brain's having a complete brain right now. Nomad Land. Francis uh, McDormand. Okay, Francis McDormand, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Sometimes you just need the, you know, you need the jog. That's I all. I need the moment. And, you know, <laughs> I'm not even going to cut any of this out because the audience knows that this is just what happens <laughs> with me. But then she, besides, like, nice lady, or I guess this is also the idea of, like, nice lady. She just shows up in these movies in these very small parts. And you're just like, oh, it's, oh, it's Joan Cusack. Like, is she just, because the one I mostly think of is, like, My Sister's Keeper with yeah. uh cameron diaz where she just plays the judge and you're like oh it's john cusack that's I, interesting. I, I, I just saw that because we did a cameron diaz episode and it was one of those things where i was like oh i mean i hated that movie that was my one star review oh. um i i hated that movie because i think it's so mani- no, no, no. manipulative but oh it's so manipulative. 
when it comes to the Joan Cusack character, nonetheless, too, it's like the the crime is that they fucking waste her. I'm sorry, I don't know oh, if what, I can yeah. swear, but I'm doing it anyways. Oh, please. Um, oh, please. oh yeah. God. Um, they waste her completely. And then, huh. and I think she's good. And I think she, you know, I don't think she sure. ever has an issue playing a, a dramatic role. But the thing no. in that movie is, is her daughter has recently passed away. Yeah. And she has this like meeting with, um, with the the main girl with um is it is it abigail spencer no um abigail breslin is yeah the, right yeah yeah and yeah. and she has the like meeting to try and decide her case and i was just like <laughs> yeah i was like oh god what are why are we but they're both excellent in it but i was just like this sure. movie makes me so mad <laughs> Well, it's such a lifetime movie like it, it, yeah it really it's it, it is what it is you know um yeah, because, well, the other big one I think of is kind of, like, jumping ahead, like, a couple years, but she also, similarly, is, like, at the book end of The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yes. As the doctor. And you're like, as oh, Joan, Joan Cusack? Like, again, like, it's just like, why are you in this? And it's almost like it's distracting that you're here, Joan. It's distracting that you're here. Because, to me, she's, like, an icon. So when she shows up, I think, oh, is she in this movie a lot? And when she's not, I'm like, okay, she's a working actress. You know, God bless. But you just, it's just so weird that she still has to do, like, little small stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, right. that's what's so wild to me about Joan Cusack, just as a performer. Like, because, I mean, honestly, because after Perks of Being a Wallflower, it's, I mean... Yeah, it's <laughs> the only, like nothing. The only... I mean, nothing. I mean, really nothing other than, like, Toy Story 4. And I do remember her from Welcome to Me, only because yes. she has, like, one of my favorite lines from, like, I think it was even the trailer, where she's just eating sweet potato, like, cake. And then the guy's like, do we cut from this? And she's like, no, we stay on this for some time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, meatloaf cake with mashed sweet potato icing. With only 433 calories, 52 grams of protein, and only five chirohydrants. I think I'm going to have a slice. Is it carbohydrates or carbohydrates? It's carbohydrates. What's the next piece? No, we're on this for a while. Can Frank tell her to move along? This is what she wanted. She wanted to... She wanted to sit and eat the cake for an hour? Yes. Not an hour. I think it's, it's a good five minutes, though. I remember her in the end of the tour, which is a movie I didn't like, but I, I thought she was a bright spot in the moments that she's in. And I, I don't I remember her in Popstar, which is really I don't funny. Either, I because, definitely saw that. Yeah, I've seen that movie a couple times. I think that's a very funny movie. So, like, my brain Must not allowing part. me to... Yeah. And now she, like like you said, you mentioned that she was on... on the, Shameless. Uh, yeah, Shameless. And also she's on another TV show now. I don't want to lose her to TV, though. Yeah, please don't. She, I mean, she's such I'm, a what good I'm hoping presence. for her. She's a, such a great movie premise. Pre- pre- presence. She's also a good movie, movie premise. I would watch Joan Cusack she the movie. Could, <laughs> come on, <laughs> really. I do feel like she, luckily though, is still pretty young, and I feel like I could see her being one of those actresses, like an Allison Janney, someone who like. She's been in the industry so long, and I'm sure there are many people that absolutely love her. So if she ever finally just gets a really solid supporting role in something, I could see her winning an Oscar because I just think there'd be a lot of people that would want that for her. I'm just yeah. I'm just thinking, how long is it going to take for us to get another 
juicy parts of this woman. Like I just, I, I don't understand. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I, that's exactly how I feel. It's like, w- like, why are we not like, there's some young gay filmmaker out there oh, yeah. who's that's written an amazing for. role for her. Like there has yeah. to be. Um, like, like the same way, like, you know, like Mike White writing that fabulous part for Jennifer Coolidge, on, like the White Lotus. Like, I'm hoping there's some amazing comedy writers like, God, I fucking love Joan Cusack. And they'll write some fabulous role for her because, you know, she would definitely deliver. So I'm I keep my fingers crossed. There's a lot of women like that, though, that I have crossed my fingers for before and has not happened. So I I don't know. I But I. I just think she is, I think also with her, Debbie has become such a pop culture staple that I could see something happening for her. I don't know. I just think someone's going to take stock of her career at one point and go like, yeah, her, that lady. (laughs) But we can hope. We can hope. I mean, anything from the last of her career, like it says she was in Snatched. She was in Unicorn Store. Instant Family. Yeah. Claws and let it snow. Oh, she was in Claws. Okay. Well, I mean, I should. I I like started watching Claws years ago. Oh wait, different Claws. <laughs> different Claws. Um, C L A U S or K. Yeah, you you know what I'm saying. It's Christmas I gotcha. stuff. <laughs> like, so I do have a little bit of trivia about Miss Joan Cusack. A lot of this I did not know. So apparently, since 2011, Cusack has owned Judy Maxwell Home, a gift shop in Old Town, Chicago. The shop is named for Barbara Streisand's character in What's Up Talk, which is Joan Cusack's favorite movie. That I love because it's I just it's love funny because I'm just sitting here nodding and then I'm like, this is not a visual medium. I gotta stop that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I love What's Up Talk, so that makes yeah. me so happy. Absolutely. And like that fully is amazing that she's like, I own a business. What am I going to do? I'm going to name it after one of the characters in my favorite movie. And honestly, <laughs> I just, I love that for her. That I love that that's her favorite movie. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. Cause that movie, What's Up Doc? Cause again, like it's all these ridiculous characters, but they're all by these amazing character actors who like they are fully fleshed out characters. Like they are something. It's just that they're in this like madcap plotline and you know let's get more let's get more what's up docs made you know absolutely well that's i mean that movie is brilliant i had never somehow i'd never seen it until we did our rubber straight sand episode and was was just absolutely blown away by you know what a brilliant slapstick comedy it is you know so i think of that movie it is where i do think of madeline khan it's this one line delivery she has where she goes to where she thinks the luncheon is and she's sent to the wrong address and she just walks in. She's like, what are you doing with Howard Bannister's rocks? And I just, I think about that lately. <laughs> like, at least she's she's amazing. And I actually, like, as much as I don't love Peter Bogdanovich as a human mm. being, I do think yeah. he was a pretty good director because he surrounded himself by people that could make very good films. Oh, and I love Last Picture Show also. Well, that's what I was going to say. Madeline Kahn and Last Picture, or Madeline Kahn. Oh, no, I wasn't going to my brain is absolutely Paper fried. Moon. Paper, I, Moon. Paper Moon. I was going to say Madeline Kahn and Paper Moon. Like, he, oh, she's oh. so good. He directs her so well in that. And yeah. freaking Cloris Leachman and um, 
uh, Ellen Burstyn in yeah. Last Picture Show. I was just, I was just uh, freaking Sybil Shepherd. Oh, Sybil Shepherd's on Sybil story. Shepherd, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, great movie. Um, but also, uh, Joan Cusack has appeared in 10 movies with her brother, John Cusack, which, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because I was going through this filmography. I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> look, look, look. <laughs> and she also was the first regular cast member of Saturday Night Live to be nominated for an Academy Award. It's true. I, I did know that fact. I'm, 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 uh, I'm trying to think of. I mean, there's been more since, and then there's also that like weird. But no, because like Robert Downey Jr. has has he ever been nominated? So like, yeah, yeah. no. Oh there's yeah, not that so, many. Yeah, it's not that many. I guess um, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, uh, yeah. But for writing, yeah, it's just right. Yeah. <laughs> but for but for writing, but for I'm writing, just... <laughs> it's just it's not the same. Uh, <laughs> So I have a couple of closing questions. Um, what would you say are what would you say is your favorite role of hers? I mean, it, it would be a toss up between Debbie from Adam's Family mm-hmm. Values and uh, you know Alsatia from Toys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, my next question is: Which of her Oscar nominations would you give her the win for? Oh wow. Okay, so her Oscar nominations are Working Girl and In and Out. I would I would probably give it for Working Girl, and I yeah. love her performance in In and Out. I do, I genuinely yeah. do. But she is just so fucking funny in Working Girl. <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, next question: Which roles do we think deserved Oscar nominations? Oh wow. You know, and and this may come as a surprise, um mm. but I genuinely do think her role in School of Rock. Which same, like I, that was my answer as well. Oh wow, really? Cuz like oh, yeah. it, it, it's not one that I think people think of, but like once again, she has to straddle that line of like being this authority figure, this this normal, this quote-unquote normal human being and then also being the the sort of Joan Cusack. It's I think it's one of her most grounded performances. Oh, she um, unfurls it perfectly over yeah. the film. Like it's, it's she delicate because that woman is so tightly wound that she's reluctant to ever unwind around Jack Black until <laughs> he, you know, pretty much, you know, gaslights her into thinking that he's attracted to her. Yes. And and then also, God, the, the part where she's like flirting with the guy backstage at the rock show, where the guy's like hitting on her backstage, and she's so thrown off that she's just like, "What? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Is it warm? Are you warm?" Um, so and I good. guess last question: What would we like to see her do in the future? Like, if you could manifest any sort of project for her, what what would it be? Oh, huh. That's a good, that's a very good one. But I mean, it's so, it is so wide reaching because I feel yeah. like there, there would be, you know, a couple amazing. Huh. That's a good question. Just I would stump you. I would love for her to play like an, like, and, and maybe it's because she's, she never quite got, you know, she's never really been the like lead in a movie. Right. I mean, she's, she's been a lead, but she's yeah. never been the ingenue, I guess. Right. No. That yeah, no. I would love to see her in like, a not necessarily like in terms of tone, a sunset Boulevard thing, but like, I would love for her to play a Norma Desmond type of like Ooh. this actor who was so famous, who was basically like a Julia Roberts and now is in, you know, her later years. And that's all behind her. And I think she yeah. could really knock that out of. I mean, it would it would have to be funny, 
I don't know if I'd want a straight up drama with her, but I, I think she could knock it out of the fucking park. Yeah. It's weird when I, I, cause I really thought about this question. Um, you know, that I came up with myself. Uh, <laughs> in my <laughs> in my head, it's a very specific thing I'm imagining, but I just imagining her as, like, a borderline retired acting teacher who's just been, like, teaching the same acting class for, like, years yeah. and years and years, and just, like, really burnt out. And just, I, just, like, like, so it's, like, sort of a dramatic part, but also just this crazed, like kind of deranged woman that's still teaching acting to all these like <laughs> and i want them i want most of the actors to be like untalented and then she gets like a good student I don't know, it's, it's something like that um that'd be good I, that's a, that's almost like a, a like a whiplash but like a good movie sort of yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but less aggro less less yeah, male aggro exactly <laughs> Like it may have like Greta Gerwig director or something. Like maybe yeah. like something oh. in that vein. You know, her in a Greta Gerwig movie is oh, also yes. like like yes. why is that not happening? I mean, not that she's directed so many movies, but right, right. But like 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 for instance, like um, and I would not taking away this part in like any way, shape, or form. I want to make that very clear. But like in another universe, I could have seen Joan Cusack playing like Laurie Metcalf's part in like Lady Bird or something. Yeah. In, an, yeah, like in another universe, another universe. Um, just like you mean like that in another world, in another world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean that is, is literally what the title is like, kind of referring to, and people always like, absolutely. And you're and you're like because I'm a huge a different world fan, but I got that <laughs> that cease and desist. It's like you gotta change it. Like oh yeah. fine, Lisa Bonet oh, is just on the phone every day, like. I can't with her. Let's not let's, let's not get into that. <laughs> well, that brings me, I guess, to the end of the Joan Cusack chat. Are there any anything you want to throw onto the pile? Anything that you would also like to recommend that many people haven't seen, other than I guess you said like toys, toys, and, and My Blue Heaven. And are definitely Heaven. I in will there. be watching My Blue Heaven. Like yeah, at least talking and it, into that. And it's funny too because both of those are actually like like those like I said those are not they're not small roles. They're supporting roles. But they're but they're like real supporting roles. There's like meat to them. And yeah. and like I said, toys will not be for everybody. And I'm well aware of that. <laughs> I've been, um, that's all I ever hear about that movie. It's like, well, it's, it's a it's, weird movie. It's such a strange thing because it was such a passion project, too. And you I mean, you can feel it. You're like, oh, he thought he was doing something. But I, I love <laughs> everything that he's doing. Uh, but my blue heaven, I think, is just like a a sort of forgotten gem. That, oh, what a cast! Yeah, I think you know maybe it's because Steve Martin darkened his hair for the. It's like the one time he oh, doesn't have white hair. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that would all make sense. <laughs> he's doing a lot in that movie too. He's putting on the <laughs> accent. He's wearing a lot of snakeskin coats. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love that. Okay, I meant I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Um. Yeah, I guess for me, if I had to say, like, one that, like, I think people should check out that maybe they haven't, I guess mine would probably be Friends with Money, only because it's it's got a lot of really good performances in it that I think people haven't seen, because I, I would say Joan Cusack is not the highlight of it, but she is doing solid work in it. I will say even though this is not an episode about her, it contains a very good Jennifer Aniston performance I think most people have not seen. There, so, there's there's I, a string out. of of movies around that time period that she was in that she's good in, but I think just the everything that was happening with her between with her, yeah, like Hollywood's yeah. weird with her. 
Yeah, between like Friends and then the Brad Pitt stuff, which like people were way too involved with, anyways. Jesus and Christ. God, yeah. they held hands at a at an award show for 0.2 seconds, and people thought they were a couple again. A couple like last year. I'm like, Ugh, Jesus, guys, yeah. get a hobby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Though you know, we, but then we got Jennifer Lopez and, and Ben Affleck, so you never say never. <laughs> it could always yeah, happen. Exactly. Well, Gavin, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and discussing Miss Cusack. Uh, I I could have ranted about many more things, but I have, we got to stop things at some point. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having. I mean, I really appreciate you inviting me on, and it, it has been a blast. And you know, we we you know we do a similar thing on our podcast, but very different. And so it was Yours kind of fun like to a like dissertation. Yeah, exactly. So I, like I need to like study for an exam when I was on your show. And trust me, that's what it feels like. For <laughs> it's li- it's like literally two weeks of cramming. I had to explain at one point. Um, somebody brought up a thing about this is a huge side tangent, but somebody brought up a thing about the cartoon Dougal, which was this French cartoon that eventually was a British cartoon. And it's about a dog. And I was looking it up, and I was like, oh yeah, like um. Emma Thompson's father did the trans. I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I was like, wait, we did a whole Emma Thompson episode and I talked about that on the episode. And it's literally like, I have to flush all that information out yeah. of my brain every two weeks to like stuff in the new stuff. So. <laughs> well, would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you and your show online? Absolutely. So I'll do the podcast first. Uh, if you want to listen to the mixed reviews, you can find us on any major podcast platform. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Audible. And if you do listen to us on those, feel free to stop by and leave us a five-star review and a five-star rating and review. It's very helpful. It gets us known. Also, if you're listening to this podcast, go stop by, give it a five-star rating and Bless. leave it a review because once Bless, again, yeah. it really does help. And I don't, I feel like people think I'm saying that oh, just, oh, a, it's not a trick. Appreciate. It helps us. <laughs> like, um, but uh and then if you want to contact us for anything for the mixed reviews, we're on Twitter at, at the mixed reviews, or you can email us at reviewsmixed at gmail.com. If you want to find me for some unknown reason, um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at, at friendless mean, which is how I'm going to die someday. And if you want to see my face for some reason, I'm on Instagram at, at Gavin Mev. And you can find me of course on all the social medias at Zachary of No H, and you can support the podcast at IAW Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And yeah, leave a leave a five star rating and review. Uh, people Please don't do seem it. to want to do it, but it is helpful. <laughs> and as as Gavin said, it does actually do something. That's what I would say. Well, Gavin, this has been so much fun. I I really feel like we unpacked Miss Miss Cusack and and gave her her due. Absolutely. And she's like I said, I mean, it's it's so hard to describe exactly what she does, but she's so good at it. <laughs> mm, that Cusackian brilliance. Uh, I will say it. I did mean to mention this earlier. Every time I'm watching something and Anne Cusack pops up for like a brief moment, I'm like, Joan. Oh, no, not Joan. I'm not disappointed. I love Anne just as well. But I'm always just like, Joan. No, Joan. Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. Not Can Joan. I tell you something, Dad? I didn't know she had a sister until I was oh, really? like, you, oh. If you see Anne Cusack in something, trust me for a brief moment, you'll you'll feel oh it. no i mean i i know her from like a league of their own and i remember oh yeah like, yeah that woman looks vaguely familiar and now i'm like <laughs> oh it's because it's kind of like her sister <laughs> sorry <Very> Anne. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my goodness. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. Thank you. No, seriously, you're the one who deserves to be thanked. Everyone deserves thanks. <laughs> Thank you.